0: Welcome to the Be Your Own Muse podcast. I'm your host, Katie Skinner. I'm a certified life and success coach, wellness junkie, career writer, keynote speaker, mentor, serial entrepreneur, and big time dreamer. My podcast is for the self-love junkie, the creative hustler type with the big heart, spiritually curious dreamers and believers out there who want to tap into their own magic. This podcast is for you if you want to tune out the noise and tune into your heart. Time to say no to what's not aligned and say yes to what your soul craves. Grab the microphone, Rockstar, because when you are your own muse, you are unstoppable. um this is the be your own muse podcast i'm your host katie skinner and i have with me sarah Donaldson. um hello sarah say hello hi (laughs) so happy
1: to be talking to you this is fun
0: (laughs) yeah no no this is this is good um so sarah i will uh sarah is someone who i'll let you kind of give a little bit of background on this but i will say that you I, we met in college, um, we were both lifeguards, and that's, like, the extent of, like, our 3D story together, like, in my, (laughs) my perspective, like, that's, like, in terms of, like, real reality, like, pen and paper, tangible, tactile experience, that's about the extent of it, but energetically speaking, I have always seen you, felt you, received you as, like, a very, very genuine person, Um, a person who's very, um, who is not afraid to get, like, crouch down like at your level and receive you energetically like I you know what that means like that feels I'm
1: very yeah I would consider myself a super receptive person you know if anything to like a fault right where it, it starts to affect me at that point and you know what I'm learning is to try to differentiate that but yeah no I, I totally agree with your read um because it, it's what makes you you know either uh Person who is fine constantly working with people on a face to face value or not, frankly, because mm-hmm. you have to go from like you know I, I was a server, so you go from one table to the next. Yeah. Like, oh my you're totally god, totally different. Read, you the, know, so you just have to be ready for it.
0: Like I, I think of <laughs> that, like, the, like I was in the food service industry for a long time, and I know you are too. And we'll dig into. Funny how
1: that. we get drawn to that, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, and I know a lot of the people who listen here too are in that or were in that. Like, I just seem to attract a lot of listeners who are were like relate to like that server struggle that shape shifting like who do i need to be for you kind of thing so i love that we've already touched upon that so quickly that's just like again i think the power to like your emotional center and like the power of your um your energy um and so that's just like who you are as a person so when um when you wanted to be a guest on this podcast with me like i was just like hell yes like this is this is going to work this is going to this is going to do great and i know that you have so many stories to share with us. So, in your words, uh, what, how would you, introdu- how would you like, introduce yourself? If these people,
1: um, yeah. Well, right. So I'm 27 years old, and um, I I say that because it feels like a every age almost feels like a pivotal age. But it this just was going to be a big year for me, and it didn't turn out exactly
0: how no, I. Expected. I think the age thing <laughs> is very relevant too. Like um
1: it's yeah it's I'm five years out of school and it it feels like uh not what I expected to be (laughs) um
0: yeah
1: uh, my husband and I both got laid off in March um that was never part of our plan Mm -hmm. I mean that like you never I like you're in a, a marriage as well like I know so you you work together to like make sure that something bad like that doesn't happen you know it's mm-hmm. always like well if something happens to you then I'll take over kind of or right you, have, you know you have contingencies but I don't think I'm alone in that we did not have <laughs> contingencies for this year so
0: yeah yeah um, and
1: it's been about uh stepping back like it was like a, it was like a forced pushback, but now, you know, then we, my husband and I took it as like a, as a step back. Like, where were we going? What was the plan That's
0: like? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I met somebody who described this as like the great pause. Like you have these plans, you have these ideas of how things are gonna go. And then just kidding, like recalculating, like time to pivot. Um, and that's what, that's what this, I guess is, it sounds like is present for you. This like, wait, pause. Is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Is this the worst thing that's ever happened to me? Like some people say getting fired is the best thing that ever happened to them. Is, is that actually true for you? Um, so tell us a little bit about like like your like the background Like kind of set the scene. Where were you working um, before COVID?
1: Well, like after school, I just like to mention this because it was a kind of radical point in my life. I started working at a pawn shop. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and It was just me and my boss. So like um, coming from like lifeguarding at a huge university, you know, where you had a staff of like a billion, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shifts were like, <laughs> um, I, you know, you graduate, you're like, what am I even qualified for? You know, <laughs> like, yeah. But um, yeah, pawn shop was super cool. And I, I would say that's where I really started my like level that I wanted it's not the nicest people always who want to get money for things you know and so yeah. was really it awkward Richmond? yeah Richmond Virginia okay cool yeah.
0: yeah that's where that's where we went to uh college BC and I never
1: left yeah so to inform the rest of you yes I still live in love Richmond It's.
0: <laughs> we have a lot of Richmond people who mm-hmm. who are in my
1: you, yeah you either um get here and you love it or you could get here and you start making plans to leave <laughs>
0: That's how I feel about where I live now, which is Vegas. And Evan and I are dying to get back to Richmond. We're planning on buying a house there pretty soon. So can't wait to go back into the, the, the That's pit exciting. that you don't leave. Okay. You were saying. But we're yeah, so I did that.
1: On. Um, but my husband is a chef. Okay. And I see that like kind of with a little bit of because it's, it, it's not just like a career. It's, it's a like lifestyle. It's a, mm. you know, it's a, he like lives and breathes it, you know, like it's crazy hours there. in like, he, he'll be on his feet for like 11 or 12 hours a day. And I'm like, I have no idea how you possibly do that, but it, it's, he lives and breathes it. So like for him, it's not a problem. And so coming out of school, I had a, it was essentially a nine to five and we never saw each other.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, pot, the pawn he, shop was a nine to five basically
1: yeah Yeah. a little over i worked um i was in overtime basically every week and he worked 55 plus hours a week and it just wasn't working (laughs) your husband
0: worked 55 hours a week
1: yeah probably about um so we kind of had to reevaluate like and i took the step back um so like 35 hours probably right to make it more equivalent as far as what would be a standard i would just like stuff was piling up we never had any laundry done we ate terrible food you know it's just
0: yeah.
1: it just didn't work but it was weird for me you know of course as a woman and a young woman and someone who has a degree and is at the equivalency i had better grades than my husband in school you <laughs> know not to call him out
0: <laughs> right no but that's important that's that's important to acknowledge but he
1: knew what he wanted and he was pursuing it and i you know, love him so much, and I, it's what a passion, like, I can't stop that, so, uh, I went into serving then, because it was similar hours to him, we'd get out at similar times, and, um, and I could adjust my schedule accordingly.
0: Was Uh, there anything that distinctly led you to leave the pawn shop? I mean, you mentioned the customers earlier, um, I know, like, there was that pull towards serving, it was a little bit closer to what your husband did, but was there anything that pushed you out of pawn shopping?
1: Um, (laughs) It was awkward. I mean, it was, I don't know why I'm like a person with social anxiety. So I don't know why I draw, draw myself constantly to these jobs where I'm having to
0: engage with people. It's just, it's different though, because I yeah. feel like being in a pawn shop would be more social anxiety um, more one on one time. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like no, when I was a, when I when I was a server and like when I was a barista, it was like go 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 go. Like there was not time to feel anxious. Like I mean, there was like in the back the back room mm-hmm. you could cry, but like when you're serving people, it's so fast. You move and on. Yeah. Mm-hmm, it wasn't until I started to be like more intimate with people like in when I was coaching and like had to be Mm. one on one, put myself out there more. That's when all the social anxiety flooded to the surface. But when I was a barista, I could pretend like it didn't exist. As far as I knew, I was your barista and that was it. And like I knew how things were in and out. Yeah. So I think to your point, like where you asked why am I drawn to these? I think a lot of people can relate to that. Like um being like, why am I here? And then coming home and like giving yourself like the juiciest self care, whatever that means for you to be like, like no pants, Netflix, wine, don't talk to anybody. Um, And it's these, these careers I've noticed where people give, give, give socially that they come back and they're like, sorry, I'm an introvert. Don't talk to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I smell like bacon grease and coffee. (laughs) Um, I spilled something on me today. Like then, then we allow ourselves to have that self care. So um, you were saying about leaving the pawn shop, starting serving.
1: Yeah. It, um, it was different because the pawn shop was, was more immediately one-on-one. You're never working with groups. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not groups of people coming in to sell you something or or, or pawn. And it was it.
0: just you and your boss, so that's... Um,
1: right. That was an easy relationship to maintain. Um, he was very, a super smart guy, like, gave me books randomly, like, that he was like, I think you should read this, you know, like, a, a super cool. cool guy, like, um, and it... I always kind of think in the back of my mind, like if there needed to be a fallback plan for like a easy business that you can run and make money at pawning is it, man, but cool. it is
0: difficult because of the people that you yeah. work with. Um, not you have my any, boss, but... Yeah. Like the people who come in, you mentioned that at the beginning. Do you have any, before we move on to the juicy server stories on the whole, like, you know, your whole story, do you have like, just, just like hit me with that serotonin of like a good juicy customer Story.
1: <laughs> well, it was always you had your classic characters who are people who would come in, and like I had a lady who would always pawn like her computer. And this is not like a computer that's worth anything. It was like mm-hmm. almost charity that we would continue. She would come in, pay like kind of the deposit on it, I guess, and then like leave or whatever. But it was, I don't know, she probably got a hundred dollars to begin with from it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she continuously comes back. So you start to see how it is. Uh, it's a game that manipulates people to its very core. I mean, there's, that's an inevitability about, it's, it's uh, less than um like what car loan or um car title loan or whatever. Like they'll be like, well, buy your car title and give you money and, you know, and they give you like a terrible, horrible rate and you never end up owning your car back.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay, I never thought of like, there's a ton of pawn shops and like cash for gold shops here in Vegas. And I never thought of like, the business model of it, of, like, what does it mean to actually go and give your computer and receive money for it? It's I a wild business, that. yeah,
1: it, it, that, <laughs> yeah, I could talk endlessly about that, it's just, um, and, and it's unfortunately, yeah, you see a lot of drug users, um, um, we had people, it was always interactions with the police, uh, because if you come in and sell something, then, all right, so we had a case where some dude came in and sell what ended up being his parents' jewelry.
0: Okay, classic. <laughs>
1: Okay. And then they came in and they were like, we want the jewelry back. And we're like, well, we can't do that. Like, it's our property now. And like, you're going to have to file a pre- police report to mm-hmm. say that it was stolen to like get it back for free. And they were like, well, we don't want to file a police report against our son. I mean, oh, so it, it gets a little, yeah, it gets very dicey, but, um, so what
0: how did that situation get resolved did like you just had to say like sorry have a good day i
1: think they just bought it out right yeah <laughs> i think if i remember just to like because it, yeah it's uh, you get in the family that it's a very personal that was my first introduction of like a very personal business exactly like you are you're dealing with someone who needs 35 dollars.
0: i think Yeah. Yeah. I I can relate to like leaving, graduating college and getting ready for a quote unquote, like real job where you like get real life experience, et cetera, et cetera. And you just like are given things that you're like situations like that, where you're absolutely not prepared for them emotionally. And I think that's why so many people, I don't want to say that. Like what I want to say here is I feel like that's why a lot of people love serving jobs because like you deal with the wildest stuff. I'm not going to discount that at all. You see the wildest things, but it's like, they get in and they get out and then they're mm-hmm. gone. And then you clean up, you bust their table, it's over. Um, but I remember right. I used to work at a front desk. I was a receptionist. And that is when I started to see the wild stories that I was not prepared for, of like um, someone called and accused me of stealing their credit card information to order lingerie online. And like, people wouldn't do that to a server unless they have. I don't know if you have a story like that, let me know. Um, but not quite, anyway. no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do have a weird serving story, but it's funny because it was uh, last year when I wasn't actually serving. Um, I broke my finger in, like, this tragic accident and almost oh lost God. it. Oh um, I know. Well, I'm like, well, really amp this up quick. like. <laughs> 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 um, and I couldn't work. I had pins through my finger, not, like, the normal ones that they use to, like, and they, they leave in forever. Like, they were um, – They were spreading my finger out enough so that it could build my joint back. I see. So it took it and pulled my finger so that my knuckle could reform. I see. So they're sticking out, like, through my finger. Oh my god. Um, for uh, six weeks or something, right? Like, um, and you Mm -hmm. can't get it wet. I couldn't use, or I could only use these two fingers Mm because the other ones are in this, like, thing. So I couldn't surf. yeah very quickly I was like well I guess I'm taking time off man this is fun yeah um (laughs) but uh I had a a, I came back to work and my manager was like we had this um review placed and it was by this dude named Paulo and he said that he was served by a Sarah and you're the only Sarah that works here Mm -hmm. um and it was about him and his abuela went to eat at my restaurant <laughs> and I was very rude to them <laughs> in that I uh, was like, hurry up and order or yeah. like, just hurry up. I don't have time for this kind of thing. And then um, then my manager came over to me like at the table while I'm hurrying them to say, Sarah, hurry them up. I need to hit your jewel. What? I don't smoke with jewels. so that, like, <laughs> I, was, I don't, what do you, I'm, like, literally, and my manager, why would, you know, why would they ever, and then his abuela sensed, um, like, cosmic energy around my restaurant, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and she could tell that it was a den of fornication. That's an actual Ooh, quote from the review. A den of fornication. And they saw him go up to another couple in the restaurant and convince them to go for a threesome in his office. My manager, sorry. <laughs>
0: the, wait, this was the review?
1: That was the review. While <laughs> I wasn't it's... working. So it was fake. But that's what I come back to. And they're like, is this real? Do you remember this? I'm like, I'm pretty sure I would remember that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, whatever this restaurant is, they're getting my business as the den of fornication with cosmic energies around it. Like, Hey, it was so
1: wild. (laughs) People
0: go to haunted houses and like buy haunted dolls. Why would you not?
1: (laughs) We should be advertising this.
0: (laughs) Right. So that is a great segue into your, you, okay. Your story, you're the hero of our story. And now you are serving, you are serving to spend more time with your husband to have similar hours and not have your lives feel pulling apart. I can relate to that a lot. So I, I'm I'm interested. Go ahead.
1: All right, wait, can you hear my dog right now? No. Okay. Well she's crying. Should I let her out? go. yeah, a we love good dogs. Pause point too.
0: Um let's see.
1: Right. So I'm serving. Um still a really weird choice for me. Um especially now that I'm thinking about it, I served for like four years. Um
0: since then I, or before then?
1: Uh the last 4 years.
0: Of my okay, life. okay. Yeah, before okay.
1: I got laid off. Yeah, it was and This Was your service. first
0: experience in the food and service industry?
1: Uh, I dabbled in like hosting I okay. think during college, but like yeah, not um, not at such a busy restaurant with very high demands. Well, I started actually not serving. I started um food running.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Yeah, which is so weird because, like, I didn't even know that job existed, like, as a person who wasn't in, you know, food industry. But, yeah, really big <laughs> restaurants need people to help maintain, you know, that's where you get the busters and the host, like, to, it's a facilitation to the job. Um, otherwise, the servers can't provide as good of, you know, like, people don't see the behind the scenes of
0: definitely, of definitely. that
1: um, combination. So, it's a, it's a busy restaurant. And I got to kind of start like low key, like as a food runner, it's just um, learning the menu and and kind of getting the ticks of how to make people happy. It's it's a lot of like kind of I hate to be, but it's like lying to people. Be like, I'm so sorry. Let me get you that thing. Like you know, like yeah. the server never rang in sour cream, but it's much easier for me to just be like, I'm gonna grab that than yeah. blame someone. You know, you, you right. learn that real quick. Like, <laughs>
0: and yeah, it doesn't yeah. do
1: anyone help and frankly it's a good way to think about life
0: <laughs> right To so just like pivot and just be like I'll <laughs> deal with this instead of being like well it's not my job or no like unless it's you,
1: stacking up I guess and then you can be like blame the person but <laughs>
0: definitely there's a lot of humility and a lot of life lessons learned yeah. in the food industry I that's why I love people who've had that experience because they like get it
1: <laughs> and I and started, the, their
0: feet. I started on their to feet.
1: love it um and that was what was a kind of unintended consequence of my choice to be a server, like to fit, you know, my husband, his name is Chris, Chris's schedule. Um, and then y- you start to think about the future, right? So uh, what he wants to be a chef, he is a chef. Uh, they frankly don't make as much money as I think they should
0: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: traditionally. Um, he slaved. He made a, a Friday night special for three years, every Friday. He made and, and you know, unless the one week that we would take off from work, but he yeah. made a Friday night special, and they are beautiful. Most like, yeah. almost always, like gorgeous. Like, it's it was a. It's, he works in fine dining, so it's,
0: yeah. I was going to ask you what kind of food it was. Yeah, it's I like um, food. So
1: he puts it on Instagram. Yeah, if you want to share his Instagram, just because it's it's food. <laughs> yeah sorry um so you know you see that level of dedication and how it's not really rewarded in the way that I as an outsider even expect like mm-hmm. just he's not very an outspoken person I think that's why it makes him such a good fit for this uh yeah a he's pretty low key. He never yells, you know, unless it's, they always say like, if you get Chris to yell at you as a manager, then you, you're yeah. you are screwed. Like he's yeah. much more like, I'm going to, I'm going to pull you outside and talk to you like a human being. And we're going to work this out. And, um, he's super yeah, respectful and stuff. So I had to think about like, why well, I can't take him away from that. But how do we improve our situation then? Mm-hmm.
0: So what was the current situation? I know you mentioned like your schedule wasn't getting better, maybe financial. Like what else would you say was like the situation that you found yourself in that you're, you were ready to get out of?
1: As far as moving from pawn shop to serving?
0: Yeah. Like you went, you just mentioned- It was less money for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it you was a lot like, less money, but it was- You mentioned not uh, wanting to take him out of that, but that you knew that both of you needed a change. Um, and what like I, I guess I was just like asking you to kind of lay the scene out a little bit more on like what what were you running away from like so you said less money and I'm sure not not less stress
1: <laughs> no it, it was definitely uh but it was it, it was a relief to f- to finally get a grapple on certain things like you know it seems so benign but like laundry sucks you know and when it piles up it makes things worse and it's just, uh, I, I I know it's something that a lot of people struggle with, you know. and mm-hmm,
0: Definitely. Especially, like, in marriage, it just, like, makes things, like, heated when there's not He wears a gone.
1: shirt to bed, and then he wears a t-shirt, and then a chef coat to work, and then work pants, and then he comes home and changes into a different shirt and, like, sweat. <laughs> My husband goes through like 7 pairs of 8 pairs of clothes a day. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, I definitely did that when I worked in the food service industry too. Yeah. And then so you wear so. your like after work clothes, maybe you're going out clothes, maybe whatever. Yes, that pajamas. too. And then <laughs> and then this it starts this cycle where you are tired of doing so much laundry, so you just like stop going out, only wear pajamas. Like that was that was me. And then like your self-care is just like kind of goes down the toilet a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. It's a
1: weird, no, it's just a, yeah, it seems like such a small thing, but for us, it, it kind of became not that laundry was the only thing, but something like laundry was like a very important part of why we realized that both of us working over 40 hours a week and trying to maintain a relationship and live life wasn't happening, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, uh, I do always think about, you know, the pawn shop was good money, but, uh, there's things more important than money always um money is important
0: but but to put money above and this is interesting like an interesting conversation I like to like lace in throughout my podcast is like the relationship with money um to put money as number one above all else is is the mistake and I have we me and Evan have made that mistake before too Um, it's easy
1: to slip yeah
0: yeah it's, it's easy to to see money as this like force that controls you and you need to just like follow it no matter what and when you focus and in on a relationship
1: you- that that it just damages you together too like i i love that yeah chris and i really try to not have money it's it's incredibly hard but it's yeah. i'm constantly trying to be like it's just money
0: right like, we're young like,
1: too so we have a little bit of flexibility i always try to i don't know maybe that's not true but i feel like it is like
0: yeah that's good i mean okay so <laughs> yeah. you were saying about um okay then servering getting ready to leave then what
1: um or adjust, well,
0: pivot right not leave necessarily but pivot
1: yeah chris and i it started to become discussions of well how do we get ourselves how do we pivot and get ourselves to where we want to be you know now we're both in food industry um this can't be it (laughs) I literally from the very base point I was like I cannot let you work for other people I cannot let you work under the thumb and in the same way you know when you're like talking about someone else but you're also talking about yourself at the same time.
0: I can't. No, definitely. I've been coaching for three years, and that's exactly how it works. (laughs) And I Um, know that feeling of like being somewhere and looking around, and like, okay, maybe like you get money and like you have these benefits, you get to steal French fries from the kitchen, like whatever. But mm. deep down inside, there's this voice that's just like, this ain't it, homie. Like I, I can so resonate with that. Well, Um, we worked for
1: a really – we worked for the same restaurant company. We didn't work at the same restaurants. I think that's (laughs) – you know, it it, helps. (laughs) um, We have worked together before at restaurants, so it's it's not like it's off the table. But um, for me, growing as far as, like, pushing myself and, like, really diving into the industry for myself and not just, like, living through him about Mm -hmm. it, um, yeah, it was probably really important for me to – be separated from him. Mm -hmm. Um, so then we're just talking about, like, it kind of just came down to, um, well, he knows what he's doing. He's a chef. If I want to help endeavor us in this business world, I need to start absorbing Mm -hmm. as much as I possibly can. Um, I ended up working in the kitchen at my restaurant for uh, over a year and a half, I think. Um, and that was, Probably one of the toughest jobs you've ever had in life. Yeah, were you like life. like,
0: like sous chefing or like? <laughs> no, you-
1: I was just a grunt. I was just on um, um, pantry or cold side or um, salad or you know whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, cool. I made the salads. I made. Um, I probably, unlike a Saturday, I would use probably a hundred and twenty-five avocados to make the guacamole for the day.
0: 125 avocados easily
1: okay. yeah okay. cool, <laughs> cool. <laughs> no it was it was um it was not it was not just i don't know what you would even compare. it was uh i got a lot of respect i guess i would say because i was working front half have house run or running food then i um needed more consistency even more consistency <laughs> mm-hmm. um and i was like i you know learning from chris my husband about food uh i cooked a lot of dinners um mm-hmm. I think that just makes sense because if you cook for like 11 hours a day you're not gonna want to come home oh like gosh. people are always like yeah. oh my god you're married to a chef like that must be so nice he probably cooks for you all the time I'm like <laughs> uh, no I do all the- like an I mean he does a chef. barbecue like that's it
0: yeah. an overworked <laughs> chef does not want to cook for anyone else but like in a- it'll I- be
1: just bad food <laughs> so it, you know because he's done so it just makes yeah. more sense for me to yeah. roast the chicken but um, I was like, okay, I think I'm learning, you know, and I, I had him to kind of did teach me how to chop things properly, which is huge. Oh my God. Like, I don't so, think I know how to chop things properly.
0: So
1: yeah. I just get a good food processor. Frankly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I did that <laughs> for a really long time and it was super weird um, too. Like I don't, I just kept throwing myself at things. So i trying to, I guess, see where i could fit in his world um which makes you question like is that the right choice then like mm-hmm. should i be looking more towards myself and what makes things fit for me you know like mm-hmm. but i but it was super interesting at least um i don't think i wasted any of my time um so i then went back to the front of house
0: <laughs> yeah
1: um and started serving which was more money <laughs> like i yeah. kept kind of moving towards the money <laughs> like um, but I wanted to manage a restaurant and we were working for a restaurant company. So I knew that they might be able to facilitate that process in maybe not at my restaurant, but you know, if an opening came up, they could move people, you know, and they were like, well, you don't have serving experience, so you can never be a, f- a front of house manager. And I was like, okay, well then I guess I'll become a server. Mm-hmm. And I did that. Um, and then I waited, <laughs> probably too long.
0: Frankly. um Like waited, yeah. meaning like in your position and nothing. And happened?
1: waited, yeah, both. <laughs>
0: okay, okay, okay. I right. was a
1: server, and I waited. <laughs> yeah, I was. Okay.
0: Server. You waited and you waited. Okay, got it, got it.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, you, you. <sighs> you're in a world of like where half of people are kind of taking it seriously because they need money like just as seriously as you yeah. do and then half of servers are kind of like they either think they're too good for it or like they just don't care I
0: don't know. they're like <laughs> transient yeah I, I noticed that as well myself in the industry um that's just fascinating to like see you meet all these different kinds of people who like are single moms with kids and like need this money um and like Are willing to take it seriously and then there's like that transient people who think it's going to be easy and it's just and then and especially as a manager like having to think about dealing with those people or how to because like I was a manager of a bar restaurant in DC for a little bit and like having to balance those energies was like who can I count on to get this done and who is going to like go sit in the back on their phone once I ask them to do something. True that
1: yeah I definitely had a lot of times when I would come into work and you know people in the kitchen and front of house would be like oh good Sarah's here like okay that means check one off the list we don't have to worry about like um, oh wow it's good I always pursued um I think that's why I. I think that the restaurant industry is still weirdly the course for me like not just because my husband but I think Uh, we have balancing energies Um, he's very subdued does not like to talk about himself a lot you know like um, but I I imagine us being really big or like bigger big enough you know that like he's getting interviews and whatnot and I always kind of imagine that I would be the one more talking about him because he won't talk about himself
0: (laughs) yeah yeah I know what you mean
1: Um, and so when you start thinking along those lines of, uh, you know, really aspiring and you're like, okay, well, if I imagine that he's going to be a big enough chef and we'll have a successful enough business, it will have people talking to us like that. Mm -hmm. You can imagine that part of it. It's like, all right, build it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no. And I, I actually had a conversation about that this morning. So I will, I will say this is worth mentioning. Um, I have had a lot of, Issues around that, like Evan and I balancing our our energies in our relationship, and me feeling like I, it was my job to support him because he was in grad school. He was teaching. Um, he was teaching his first year teaching in D.C. in like an inner city in school where like people had no background of math, and then he was like teaching them tenth grade math. And um, um, yeah, that's <laughs> so. I, And then he'd come home just like exhausted, and I. Was like, I'm being selfish for pursuing my dreams. Like I should drop everything and just like be with him. But what I found this morning, it really, really clicked for me. And it really, I feel like it fits into your story of, um, the more that you guys are each in your element in your, not just in your careers, but like in your, yourself the more that you are following yourself and like being true to yourself. And it sounds cliche. And the first thousand times people said it to me, I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. (laughs) The more that you are in your balance. um, I've heard people call it masculine and feminine. I've heard it called like giving receiving. I've heard it called like so many different things, but it doesn't really matter what it's called. It's just like you and each other's balance. Like there is like a yin and yang to a relationship. That's why they work and they build momentum in marriages and, so, like, I just love the direction that this story is going in. I think that, like, the one of the lessons learned is, like, to be in yourself. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, big time. Um, we're going to be together nine years in January. So it's, Yay! it's like a third of my life. So yeah. it's weird to think about it that way. Um, and I think you only make that work when it is the right, you know, person. And it's clicking super hard. Uh, but so I guess what I was doing, right? Back serving, figuring that out, thinking I'm going to become a manager. Super cool. Mm -hmm. Um, and then basically I I would say like COVID. (laughs) Yeah. Boom. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) I don't think we were any further along than that. Um, he kind of had some business prospects that I'll detail, like, as I get there, Yeah. but, um, we didn't really have like a lot in the works. Uh, we were, we were definitely just like, okay, this is it, we're on the track, you know, like, uh, and then, yeah, both getting laid off, that,
0: so what happened, so, okay, so I'm assuming, like, March-ish time, yep, like, like middle
1: of March, right before, um, St. Patrick's Day,
0: yeah, so, like, March, as I recall, because I was actually working in the food industry when COVID hit as well, yeah, um, <laughs> and I, um, it, it's, my story's weird, but, like, yeah, I, I no longer started working, once they, like, started, re- um, once they started, uh, suggesting like restaurants started, like places started closing mm-hmm. and they started highly suggesting masks. That's when I was done. Um, so I was, I was there too. And everyone was being told to go stay at home. Like don't go out to eat, stay at home, stay at home. And then you would see that affect your, your business and your, your tips. Time. Um, yeah. I even, I think maybe you can relate to this because I think the restaurant you said you worked at was high end or like higher end.
1: Chris's is mine was um, a little more uh, low key but, but you know nice food yeah
0: yeah I mean the good thing as I know about Richmond is that there is a sense of community in Richmond mm-hmm. but I found that when I lived in Northwest DC there really wasn't as much um, and then I moved everyone
1: to- knows everyone in Richmond yeah it's, it's yeah like there a, is like a, a, a sense of,
0: amongst- <laughs> yeah there is like a sense of like taking care of their own in Richmond that I missed when I moved to DC. Mm. um but i lived in my restaurant that i worked at was in the navy yard in dc so it was like politicians like aoc lived right next door like politicians were there and they were laid off or not sorry they were working from home but they were still making the same salary so i got to see them leaving good tips when they did come but Mm. they didn't as much so that was like one plus side but i just like didn't feel safe there because there was a period where like nobody took it seriously and we're like coming in standing way too close to me. And this was before everyone was wearing masks or like not enforcing social distancing, but they were like, there's a pandemic, but good We luck. don't know what that
1: means yet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like do whatever. I don't
0: <laughs> Okay. So March, right before St. Patrick's day, you guys both get laid off due to, I'm assuming like, um, decreased business in the, in the food service industry.
1: Um, yeah, well, we at least, I will always, you know, I'm never going to knock the restaurant company that we work for because they made a formal like declaration that we're going to formally lay you all off so that you can apply for unemployment.
0: Oh, yeah, that was cool.
1: And they actually did it before a lot of the other restaurants. Um, So we were fortunate enough to both get on unemployment before everything got stopped up because I know we did have friends who didn't get unemployment for three months into to you know everything falling apart basically uh but then like the structure and the everything kind of gave out from my restaurant company as well like at the same time unfortunately um i mean well because how how do you plan for that
0: you know or or, especially the increased (laughs) demand of like have less people working but also now you have to buy way more like paper and plastic to do to-go orders and like, now you can, I don't know, it was, I remember being wild, and just, like, not envying the person that had to deal with that, (laughs) yeah, I
1: I definitely, and I, I've been unemployed since, um, and I've been really, uh, privileged Mm -hmm. to be able to, to stay unemployed, I did it, um, for personal reasons, yeah, kind of, like, it was very scary, you already take a job that is, Frankly, very stressful when people have extremely high expectations for you for absolutely no reason at all, just point blank. Um, and then you add, yeah, a lot of public unwillingness to keep you safe. And you're, yeah, you're it's easy to be like, well, okay, none, I won't. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like taking care of you, but if you don't let me, like, what? No, like, that's yeah, not Yeah, it's, it's like worth. it definitely
0: just <laughs> screeched a lot to a halt and left a lot to be considered. Okay. Huge. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, And it was kind of cool because we were both laid off. Um, So Chris and I had never not worked together in the entirety of our relationship. Um, I was, you know, always one of us working, right? Like, and what, you know, age are you in your mid-20s and you're able to just be like, hey, let's just take a month off together. Like, what? No one can do that. That's that's,
0: that's so nice.
1: (laughs) um, So we definitely... uh, (laughs) supported each other it made it a lot less boring um to have him around but he went back to work I don't know like months ago now so Mm -hmm. just as like a a cook um
0: for the same restaurant company
1: no uh no for a new restaurant company
0: (laughs) okay okay
1: yeah not for any particular reason just um they were hiring, and the other restaurant company wasn't open yet, and they didn't have a plan. So we kind of were like, "All right, well, if you can, you should make moves." Like, um, and he's, I don't know, better at just like working than me. I don't know.
0: I know what you mean. I know what you
1: mean. <laughs> um, I this whole time I had, I started therapy at the beginning of um, the pandemic. 'Cause I wasn't handling it very well.
0: Yeah. No, I think um, it's like a great cause for pause. And like I yeah. I I ha- heavily uh, hope that everybody would get therapy. And with a therapist that feels aligned for them because I have like rushed to electronic therapy before and it wasn't a good fit for me. Um, but that but like it's just good that, th- that it's a good fit for you and that you didn't feel like you had to, but like you got to.
1: It just seems right, opportune. Um, And it's going to make me more capable for what I want to move towards. I had like an aunt or someone, um, an older person in my life, you know, months into, you know, say two months into being unemployed, be like, they were trying to make this antidote about how they worked at this job for like 15 years. And then they ended up like hating it. And then they were kind of getting it that then they tried a bunch of other jobs and now they like the job they're at. But it's like a good thing, like about like, you know, I don't know what kind of, it just, it struck me really wrong. Cause I was like, well, why would I waste 15 years? They were trying to be like, I don't know. Right. It's not a weird, like, I feel like there's a lot of older people who are like, all right, just like gun down and bear with it. And like, just, get a job you know everyone was like just pick a job and I was like well this is my opportunity to not do that like to actually get the job I want (laughs)
0: yeah I mean I've had um a lot of jobs in my life and I know that you can relate to this and the more like people my age ish I can talk to and relate to um about this I feel like so much more healed because I've had so many jobs and it makes me feel so triggered when someone asks me like wait, what do you do again? Like what, like, huh? Like you're changing again. And I like, this is the opportunity for everyone to ask themselves, like, what do I actually want to do? Uh, I actually have a friend who, who got laid off recently and she's taking this time to ask herself, what do I really want to do? And all the jobs that are being offered to her are weird and sketchy and like, not like they ask her for too much for $11 an hour. um, Mm. And she is just like holding, like, I love that. She's just like holding that, Hope that if she turns down what she doesn't want to do, then something around the corner will come um and no, knowing the distinction between like when are you just turning down every good opportunity because you're scared versus like when uh, can you hold the faith and like that is like a life lesson <laughs>
1: <laughs> truly, not one that I wanted to be experiencing just like now, <laughs> and, like, yeah, being on uh, unemployment at twenty seven was not um not ever what i thought was ever gonna happen
0: i think like at this point we thought that we would like have a house and like kids and like a ferrari or i don't know like we thought that this would be like it symbolically a ferrari a symbolic ferrari but like you know like have like have it kind of start to take shape so that we can enjoy our 30s and then we can like whatever i don't don't plan
1: exactly yeah and definitely that reshaped what I was planning for this year as well yeah for um I'm glad to already have been married so for all those people that have had to figure their stuff out for their weddings I feel so bad
0: yeah (laughs) Um, no I can't even imagine I I can't even imagine
1: (laughs) and we are very fortunate to have a house that we own so there's a lot of security with that um I guess I just always have to keep for myself, especially reinforcing the the privilege that I've been able to maintain throughout this because, you know, being able to be like, I'm able to make space for myself, you know, that has a lot of privilege to it, frankly.
0: But even, like, even so, like, to affirm to yourself and to, like, take that a step further by going to therapy and affirming to yourself, like, I am safe, I am safe because I know so many people who are safe, like, their finances are fine, they have savings or they, like, have a place to be And they are like, oh my gosh, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? It's like, we get in our own way sometimes. Mm. And even if like, you're not, you're not safe or like, you don't feel like you're very safe. Like this, this is a very challenging time for everybody. Right. Um, I don't think, I think it's wild to think that like, not one person in this world, I don't think, I don't think their life stayed the same. Like no matter who, who you are, like everybody can relate to like the pandemic affecting something. And that's kind of crazy to think about. Um, so that's, I mean, that's good that you're like also like acknowledging the gift, like the, the gift that you have and the gratitude that you feel, um, and, of, and like anchoring that down and like that being like your,
1: it's important to, to, yeah, exactly. To think of it as gratitude for, um, cause it, you know, like starting therapy, a big part of it was like, all right, well, I know you're panicking about things all the time. How do you get to sleep? And I was like, not very good. <laughs> like <technically. Yeah. laughs> And he was like, okay, well, it might be stupid or whatever, but I want you to just write down three good things. And he's like, some days it's going to be a real reach
0: Mm -hmm.
1: to just even conceive. Right. You know, don't put it on yourself that like, you have to have to come up with, you know, like three amazing things happen every single day. No, that's not
0: how it works. Right. It's like, is this your Instagram highlights, like three good things or Or this like Three. I made a
1: good butternut squash for dinner. Yeah, like, that's it, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, it's more about that gratitude and that will help ease you, you know, When just focus on that, even if it is a stupid butternut squash. Like, it's... Um,
0: yeah, I can, I, mean, I, I can even speak to that and that there was a time when my life felt like I was at rock bottom. Like, I had a job that was... My hair was falling out. Like, it was so stressful. I was getting sick to my stomach being there. Like, it was such a hard place to be. And it was like a really busy season for us. And I had like very little support on and on. And I, I found this journal and I was like, I should write my feelings. I should journal my feelings. And I was like, I don't know, because they're not very cute right now. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. want to look at that, but I just wrote down every day, three things that I was grateful for, or like three things, three things that happened that were nice Uh um, or three things that or recount three things that happened to me that day. And I really feel like that changed my life. Like that definitely started a like a snowball effect and you know, ta-da, I don't work there anymore, obviously. Um, so I mean I'm just speaking power to like that practice of like I think there'd be days where I was like, um my new like mouse pad came in the mail. (laughs) I managed to brush my teeth. (laughs) Like Right like I watched a really funny YouTube video today like and that was like maybe there were days where like that was the only good thing that happened to me all day was like I watched a funny YouTube video on my break or something. It's hard because
1: I feel like our generation is super um that seems so hokey and we've always I feel like as a group tried to like stay away from stuff that seems really basic isn't the right word but like just stuff that when you start going to therapy you know when you have people telling you things and you start to practice it you're like they say it cause it works. Like it's like, especially when I
0: started, when I started life coaching, like I had a whole huge spiritual breakthrough and blah, blah, blah. I started life coaching in 28, 2018, 2018. And that was like, my biggest frustration was like trying to tell millennials, like, guys, this stuff works. And I was like, hit with like, but I have depression. And I was like, me too, (laughs) but I swear to God, this works. And like, trying to bridge that gap between like mm-hmm. millennials thinking like millennials have been oversold too like they have heard yeah. it all they've read all the like the books and the first self-help book I ever read just like triggered me so much because it was very like old paradigm like hustle harder this book the self-help book mm. literally told you uh come into work early, stay later, work through your lunch breaks if you want to get ahead in life. And I was like, I do that already. <laughs> because of it's anxiety. It's not working. <laughs> yeah, because of my anxiety, I do that. And now I have no bound. Ba- like, where's the self-help book that tells me to like uphold boundaries? I know that there are many, many good ones out there. Right. But like my prayer for like this generation of people who are waking up and becoming life coaches and body coaches and whatever the heck coaches is to bridge that gap and so that people are like oh wait okay i don't need to have a phd and like cure cancer to help other people like i don't need to have credentials to show up and share my story like i just love this movement that like millennials it feels like walking up a hill with like in in with heavy boots in mud sometimes like you're it's because you're doing something you've never done before and people before you have never done before while carrying the weight of your parents your grandparents your ancestors like the women before us who were killed for speaking and like you know like slavery and generational trauma and just like all this shit that we're dealing with now falls on us while we're trying to just like move forward so
1: i know it's like i'm just starting you know like i keep feeling like i'm you know like wandering around like saying that like you know people are like everything's falling apart i'm like I just started this. Like, I don't know what we're doing here. Like, I just started my life. Like, I don't know what these problems, like, I know what the problems are. I don't know how to fix them. Like, I just started doing this.
0: And one thing that I feel like passionately about is that we're looking to the generation older than us for guidance. And we're not, well, some people are, I could be wrong in some areas, but we're not really getting it um like even my mom I love my mom we have deep talks all the time but like a lot of the times the humble beautiful answer she'll give me is like I don't know Katie like I've never had to deal with this before. Um right. like this is your generation's problem like you know you guys just to deal like, like we tapped out. Um right like we're done we ruined the economy like we're done. Um obviously what we did didn't work like we're <laughs> right, killing the planet you know all this stuff. Um so I really really feel passionately about like the fact that it is on our shoulders, the, and then the pandemic happening. And then sometimes I look on TikTok and I think of how many people out there are so much younger than us. Cause like, that's what they're hiding. They're all on TikTok. They're not on Facebook. They're on Mm -hmm. TikTok. And I'm like, nobody has ever told you how to take care of yourself. I'm going to tell you how to take care of yourself. Like I'm your mother now. Um, and that's dealing with the pandemic, dealing with my own shit that I'm, I'm holding on. And like, that just motivates me to heal and so whenever I ask what's the point of writing down three nice things oh right because other people are counting on me I'm counting on me whatever the heck Mm -hmm. um so you were saying back to the hero of our story um you wrote down your, your therapist told you to write down things that um like you're dealing with 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 quarantine you're you're in it like your husband's back at work
1: yeah um I'm pretty good at being alone. Like I've always liked that. Like I'm like very, a very person who would also, who continues to force himself to being in jobs in society. I think that's probably part of my balance is it, it's like, I, I I'm the one that's kicking my butt out the door. Like go, go be with your friends, you know, <laughs> <laughs> go play outside. Like, that's good. Um, but uh, yeah, of course, I think I'm probably not alone in finding the the doldrums of, I, self-isolation and, and trying to be a good citizen and you know staying home alone like sucked <laughs> yeah I um, mean there's only so much that you can do you know through you know I remember at the beginning we would have like what, happy hours with you know we'd get seven of our friends and we'd have like a zoom happy hour or whatever yeah. with each other and it was cute but it just didn't do, it didn't mean anything, not to me, like, it just didn't, it didn't work, um, yeah, so it's definitely going to balance,
0: like, with the yeah. Zoom meetings, and, like, I get that,
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm still new to Zoom, I only use it for, um, yeah, for therapy, so, <laughs> I mean, I'm grateful for that, I don't want, I don't want this to be my life, I don't think a lot of people want this to be their life, um, I think it's really cool that for people who do like this, that now we've, like, socially accepted like you can stay at home you know and and do work and and have conversations with people and get stuff done you know it's it's possible
0: yeah i Uh, mean for someone who's worked from home on and off for about three years zoom was like a godsend i was like oh i can just have meetings at home but then my outlet was like going to yoga meeting my friends in person and now i'm like like if i wanted to take an art class take that in person but now i'm like i had to do all those things i just said on zoom (laughs)
1: It's too much. Yeah, Yeah, it's, Uh, it's, um, and I think in terms of another, like, I'm not alone in the, I'm suffering from a lot of anxiety, and it's getting worse right now, and I think it will until the election's over. Definitely. (laughs) I think a lot of people are super, super anxious right now, and a lot of people who haven't even really maybe experienced anxiety
0: on this level are are currently experiencing it. Or people Um, who've been putting off dealing with their anxiety now are, like, being told, like, knock knock I'm here time to deal with me Mm -hmm. um yeah
1: so it's a hell of a combination to have right still ongoing pandemic and you know the uh, this highly anticipated election um I I, I've been trying to maintain my homeostasis but it's weird to watch others I'm trying to keep continue to remind myself you know like my husband he doesn't really normally have anxiety Mm -hmm. but he has been having increased
0: anxiety um and I have to so be like it's, I'm sorry is it so much change like yeah would you not you know
1: it's like it's, it's past everyone's defenses at this point yeah any anyone who felt that there was some sense of normalcy that doesn't exist anymore <laughs> definitely. definitely so everyone's got to cope it's just um it has been a very uh, I have to remind myself that other people are going through things, you know, and, and at least I'm in a space to recognize that because um, a lot of people aren't getting it, you know, like my my family's kind of having a little bit of lashing out happening, um, like my parents and stuff. Um, mm. And I'm like, I want to be like, come on, can we just wait till the election's over? And then I think we'll all feel like a lot better like to address these problems.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, no, I just feel like a lot of things are bubbling up being begged to be felt now. Yeah. And we're just like, what? I just like hope that some astrologer will like chime in <laughs> and be like, okay, this is what's happening. Pretty soon it'll clear up. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I know that- For if- all
1: signs,
0: it will get better. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no one sign is unaffected. Um, that's okay. So that's, that's crazy. Like being at home and like noticing that all of these things are coming up and like dealing with feeling unproductive probably. Um,
1: And trying not to feel that way too. You know, it's a, it's a ping pong of try not to beat yourself up for, you know, like, you know, I would have like therapy one day and I wouldn't do anything the rest of the day. And I would have to comfort myself in the thought that like therapy is work. It really and if is. afterwards you're tired and you just want to play animal crossing then that's what you got to do you know and tomorrow you'll do the laundry <laughs> it's always the laundry <laughs> right
0: <laughs> it's like I feel like therapy I always like after going to like some emotional transformation experience I like to drink a lot of water and then like nothing that's no, it yeah <laughs> nothing and then and then from that space of like nothing you'll feel intuitively guided to Call a friend or like some something will naturally tend to come up and you'll notice how it feels like if it's anxiety like do a dish mm-hmm. do your homework like whatever then like that's not from the place that therapy grounded you to it's like anything well, that feels and,
1: like- and I'm learning you can't I, I'm like I'm an avoidance person very to my absolute core and so that a part of my transformation or that I'm working towards is not avoiding uncomfortable feelings. So yeah, if I get over with therapy and I'm sitting with that, you just gotta sit with it. Um
0: and there's there's healing in that. It's like going it's, through. It. It's only
1: fair to yourself to do that. Um is what I'm learning. Cause I used to just be like, and I don't like this and we're done with that. And
0: like <laughs> No, that's especially like being a server, like there's just so much. I I, I feel like this food industry like train my brain like if you don't like what you're doing like just bounce the next thing bounce the next thing like just if you don't like this table go over and talk like just keep moving Mm -hmm. and then now with like this great pause like we're just kind of like whoa um so i'm curious if there's anybody right now who's listening who's like still dealing with like doldrums anxiety what would be other than like the, the gratitude list that, that you mentioned earlier, that is like so beautiful and powerful in of itself. um What would be another tip that you would give based off of your experience or what you've seen to somebody who's like in it and just like, doesn't believe that it gets better or doesn't believe that these, these things will work.
1: I think for me, anxiety does uh, it's super frustrating because I'm a person who likes to feel really productive all the time. Yeah. Um, I don't, often actually get very distracted. Like, I'm the type of person who can, like – I remember I had, like, a thing I had to do in college for an art class, and I did – I wove, like, on a loom for, like, eight straight hours. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, when it's – when it's there, it's there. Um, yeah. But the problem is anxiety kind of strips that energy from me, um, and it, and so it makes me super frustrated because I'm, like where's the good part of me? Like, where is that gone? Where's my ability to just do the dishes or open the mail or call whatever I need, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's been, I'm having to relearn that it's not, I like the word fair. It's not fair to myself. I always, I always want equality for everyone else. I always want everyone else to feel good and be happy and contented all the time. And I never give myself that same grace. Mm
0: -hmm. I like to use the word fair. Um, like what is so like what is fair to yourself is it fair for you to be in anxiety all day and then come from anxiety into your tasks that you inevitably will have to do and you might end up stressed doing at the last minute like is that fair to you is that what you want for other people if you found right. out you that- wouldn't
1: put up with this for someone else exactly. you know if your partner was acting this way you know you would grab them and be like calm down you're not doing me anything let's just sit and do something else and 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 that's been super hard for me, but it it's yet again it's about like what we're talking
0: about, practice
1: you have to practice stuff. <laughs> you have to go through the emotions.
0: You I have love to- that too, that you said practice. And that's something I'm also like picking up on from your story is like making it making a change, like actively deciding instead of letting kind of like auto autopilot like unconscious decisions rule the roost, like you're ch- you're choosing fairness. You're actively deciding and you're making a change. Like at some point, this is an example that (laughs) comes to mind for some reason, but at some point, like you were in diapers and you didn't know how to use the bathroom by yourself, but your parents like groomed you to understand and say like, you need to make a change. And I'm sure at some point your parents probably fed up and been like, what if this person stays in diapers forever? But knowing like, that's not that's not the new world that we are in anymore. You can't be in diapers anymore. You can't emotionally be in diapers anymore. Like we need to learn how to use these new tools.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like the toilet. (laughs) And uh, until you're, you know, it's another classic, like kind of cliche until you're ready for it, 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 it's not
0: going to work. And I have Um, learned that myself (laughs) the a hard way um, by wanting to, like, like I said earlier, wanting to like force my new discoveries on everybody and be like, it's within you all along. Oh my God, you guys, I learned the secret. I've achieved nirvana. And then, like, yeah, some things then- will work
1: some days and some days it won't. And that's okay. what I, you know, I think that's really important to remind yourself, too. Like, so, you know, I'm at the point where I'm starting to have like, full weeks that are I would consider you know I go to therapy and I'm like this was a good one like, <laughs> yeah and then literally you know it'll be the next day it's the worst you know or something and I just have to remind myself that it, it is it's a non-permanence um and uh, yeah it's about choices yeah and, uh, and about understanding that um all right so I'm stuck at home I have a limited number of choices that I honestly can make today so you just, you make them. Do I want to do the dishes or I want to sit on the couch? That's a choice.
0: That's true. <laughs> you don't understand. have
1: to guilt yourself either, either of the choice. It's just, that's the choice.
0: Yeah. So that kind of leads me into like my, one of my first questions that I ask every guest. Um, what is the main takeaway you want for the listeners at home to be based, based off of your story?
1: I would say, uh, t- yes, leave yourself space. And um stop rushing things probably or are, ex- are expecting stuff to happen really quickly um because
0: mm-hmm.
1: quick isn't always good you know i think a lo- it's like a weird comparison but like at the beginning of covid everyone like was trying to learn how to make bread with yeast everyone yeah. was like, what's yeast i've never heard of this before
0: and yeah. I'm like or like everyone was trying to put their businesses online like instantly instantly and that was um, scary because i was i was working for these people as their like virtual assistants at the time and that was very terrifying, like just to feel people's energy like in panic. And, and you like, tend
1: to not get the best result when you when you don't think things through and you and you rest really quick and and that like it's like not letting your bread rise. It's not like not proofing it enough, you know, and then, and then not baking it long enough. You're not going to get bread. That's just not how it works.
0: So oh, that, I love that, that analogy <laughs> of bread. Like, it's like the timing is everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope everybody who tried to make sourdough bread at home, like learn about timing and just like, you can't like one huge lesson for me in the baking analogy is you can't put your bread in the oven and then pull it out every five seconds being like, is it done? Is it done? Yeah, You got to let so stuff sit. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I realized I was doing that to myself with my own life. Um, what is a ritual, mantra, or mindset that reminds you who the fuck you are?
1: Um, I really like the phrase, I am the mountain. Um, I feel like it's like from Mulan, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it's just <Yeah. laughs> um, it always resonate with me because it's about the concept of like, you're you. You can't change anything other than this mm-hmm. that you have, you're sitting with. Um, and so if stuff's blowing at you or whatever, or, you know you can't do anything about that. You just have to be the mountain. I am the mountain. Like I'm I love the strong thing that holds myself together.
0: I love that because a little story about being the mountain and like embodying the essence of the mountain is when I was in Richmond for college, I felt like every day was just so transient. Like you never saw the same person twice. Like even though like Richmond is a small town, like VC was huge. And I yeah. started to get a lot of anxiety about that. And like nothing was familiar to me. I was new to the area. Like nothing was familiar to me. And then I traveled to uh, Las Vegas for summer break to visit my family. And they took me to the mountains. And I remember being like shocked to my core, at like their presence, like they were the same, they were powerful. They were in their, their thing. And that was like being in the mountain presence was like, huge for me. Even every now and then I like to go somewhere mountainous to remind myself of that. Like I mm-hmm. went to Sedona. Or Sedona. even just
1: mentally like take yourself back. Yeah.
0: Right. So I went to Sedona recently and I went to Zion this past week in very mountainous mm-hmm. areas. And I like I love that. Like I am the mountain. And being in people's presence who are like the mountain, like that is that is very, very healing. It's and definitely
1: I'm- a matter because I feel like I have to constantly do keep repeating it to myself. It's not like it's it's not an idea that's actually at the core of me yet. But I it, it's it's right exactly. It's a reminder, you know. Like you may not feel this way right now, but it's that's facts.
0: It's you like for me, like that. yeah. No, that's facts. So like <laughs> mantras for me feel when like the fork in the road and there's two competing decisions. Like are you a useless piece of junk or are you the mountain? Like you get to pick, and you're like, oh right, I'm the mountain. That's like that's how I I use that um, what inspires you about yourself?
1: Uh, I think probably what I can give, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, it's the easiest thing to reach for, and I think a lot of people can also identify with that, you know, Mm -hmm. and when you, when you, when you accept that fully, that that's, that's an attribute, that's a beautiful thing, that you like have things nature. to give. Yeah, yeah. That's,
0: yeah, and that's when it all comes down to it. Like, what can you give? How can you help somebody else? Um, right, because it
1: can be really simple or, you know, obviously there's people who do incredible, amazing work for others every single day, you know, whatever. But it's a scale. It's a sliding scale, you know, mm-hmm. just like everything else. So um, I, I will maintain that giving. I always want to have that as part of my core.
0: (laughs) That's beautiful. Um, (laughs) I, I, it makes me think of like living in a commune, like let's pretend that society is utopian and we all live in a commune and nobody has to do anything they don't want to do. What would be that one thing that you would, you know, give to the commune? Like, is it your skills? Is it your handiness? Is it your light? Like just your light and your humor? Is it your stories? You know, like that's what giving makes me think of and everybody has their own thing to give and. Exactly. Right. And it, and it can be the
1: combination of lots of, you know, things. So that's right. Your humor might get someone by someday and you knowing how to change a tire will get yourself by then. You know, it's all.
0: Ooh, uh, I like you brought up like giving to yourself too. Like you brought changing a tire for yourself. It's like giving, like. Um, Every
1: skill that you have that you're able to utilize, yeah, for yourself is is one that should still be acknowledged. <laughs> I love that. How, we,
0: we we forget that. I forget that. So yeah, me
1: too. I mean that it kind of ties into like I guess my story. Um, so I'm like not sure what I'm doing. Everyone's like, do something. I'm like, I'm figuring that out. <laughs> Let me sit on this. Um, and so at the restaurant that my husband works for now. Uh, this was kind of part of the arrangement that we had kind of known was in the future for this coming year Um, while he was working with the other restaurant company. We knew that he was going to move and open a new restaurant Mm -hmm. (laughs) with this new restaurant company. Mm -hmm. Um, And that got like put back a lot. (laughs) Like I think it was supposed to open like in the middle of this year and obviously... I it's not there yet. So <laughs> yeah. um, they went from having a budget to have some professionals come and transform. They already own the property, but uh, they were going to have people, you know, do all of the work for it to get it ready. And then um, that part kind of fell through. <laughs> it's like, well, we're out of money. So <laughs>
0: nice.
1: okay. um, that's when I, you know, my Chris was like, Hey, there's this tiling thing that we, you know, maybe could help Mike with. That's the guy doing it. Um, like maybe, uh, do you know anything about that? And I was like, I actually did tiling with my dad, you know, growing up, like not a lot, but I remember like the basic logistics of it, you know, keep stuff lined up, you know, put it, put it all together. And I was like, okay, sure. You know, I'm not doing anything. (laughs) And, um, yeah, so we've been working on this new restaurant and getting it, like, cleaned up and ready, and hopefully it's actually going to open before the end of the year. Oh, wow. Cool. <laughs> Knock on wood.
0: <laughs> right. Okay, in Richmond? What part of Richmond?
1: Um, it's on Cary Street, cool. uh, kind of between Carytown and, um, and, like, campus. Cool. No, that's... I can't give too many details yet, but... <laughs> right.
0: No, I can't wait. Well, if there's, like, any information on how we can follow that journey or like yeah when it
1: gets going i'll I'll share it with you because it's um we're really excited because it's yeah i feel like a lot of people would be like are you mad opening a restaurant right now like are you crazy like what are you doing (laughs) um but it's gonna be all to go
0: exclusively i i saw a restaurant like that in zion so and they had a line they had a line down the block so i feel like in richmond that's what people want there's a
1: strong when, you know, everything closed down, I don't think people ever stop wanting to order out. Richmond culture is so takeout, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so hopefully, uh, yeah. And it's kind of this, we're keeping it really free form. And, um, if something kind of doesn't work, then I think we're gonna, you know, flip the equation. We'll see. It's wow. nice to have it be like really, f- uh, exploratory.
0: <laughs> cool. No, that's really cool. I, I'm shook like I mean I I know
1: it's so fun right I wasn't (laughs) expecting that
0: story I was glad you didn't give it all give it away I love it
1: I know I was like I'll let you know it's coming
0: (laughs) no that's so cool do you have a name for it
1: um we're thinking well it's gonna open as one thing and then we're gonna flesh out the concept and add more um but yeah it's instable is the first thing, so it's like all, all these different types of bowls. <laughs> it's like, I love so... a bowl. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I think Richmond loves a good bowl, so
1: yeah. That's so cool. between salads and you know just like rice with a fried egg and some spam on it, to you know mashed potato, fried chicken bowl, you know everything. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Well, next time I'm in Richmond, which will probably yeah, be- we-
1: probably, probably should be open by then. <laughs> That's
0: so cool, and I mean, there's a coffee shop in, in Las Vegas near my house that is drive up and walk up only. And they've always been killing it. And I've always thought that that would be like such a fun place to work because you don't have to like clean up after people. <laughs> you just like only yeah. have like your little, Bye. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like your little group and like social distancing would be easy. And like, think of how many massive restaurants like had to adjust to that business model when COVID right. hit. And like, You can just, like, play whatever music you want. Like, that's so fun. Like, I I, I can't... In a weird way,
1: the timing is perfect because instead of having this, like, crazy concept fleshed out, brought through, and already done, everything happened, and, you know, we were able to make strategic choices. I say we, like, I'm like... I mean, I'm probably gonna work there, but (laughs) it's like...
0: Oh, yeah, I thought that you... I thought that you would, but...
1: Yeah, I am. It's just... Nothing's, like... Firm, firm, yeah. I mean, I'm already literally working there, so I shouldn't diminish that. I'm right, literally working are. in the <laughs> restaurant. I have been helping fix it up, so I, I've got my spot. It's just, um, yeah, it's it's a ride, uh, not, and not one that I expected, and this is why I'll like, reiterate that I think people should give themselves time and space to make choices right now that, that are going to flesh out and really serve themselves <laughs> eventually because... I did not know that this was going to work
0: out the way it is, but. From a server, serve yourself first. (laughs) (laughs) That's, I love that. I I love that. That makes me feel so happy. Um, Which brings me to my last question is what does be your own muse mean to you? First impression. What, what is that?
1: It's. I think that's some things people struggle with. Um, I think we always look to muse, uh, yeah, definitely as an outside source. Um, It's uh, I try to just latch on to, yeah, my raw, like my honest raw, what I am that day, you know, and Mm -hmm. and so that will fuel everything else. And and if as long as I accept that that's the reality, you know, and I'm not trying to fight it then I end up, you know, being more productive or, 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 you know, creating something cool or, or committing to, and it's seeing others reflected back in you, you know, like, I think it's really, I think that's where the idea of news kind of comes from is like, you're looking at others, but what you're actually getting is, you know, like when you smile at someone else and they smile back, yeah, like you started like, that oh, reaction. I started that.
0: Yeah. That's, but it that's
1: feels better really- when you see the other person smile at you, but you started that that's kind of I guess how I feel
0: about it like oh my god that's so good like the world (laughs) the world is a mirror we know that already um all the things that we see outside of us are like kind of what's inside but like the the smile the the smile uh analogy is great or like when you make a joke and then someone laughs and then you start laughing like you didn't laugh at your own joke but you like laughed at the other person like just lit something up in you and like I love that Mm so much so I love the I, I love the idea of like You said showing up in your rawness, letting that be and, like, just being what it is and not forcing a different perspective on yourself and then that being good enough or, like, just being what it needed to be, right? Exactly.
1: Uh, Because it's, you're just, I just find myself frustrated, you know, you just fight against it and then you... I'm a, as I said, I'm an avoidance person, so it's so typical for me to to just go along and cherry pick my emotions and and decide what was, what was real, what was reality, what was fact, but everything is subjective, and unless you're being honest with yourself, it's, Mm -hmm. everything's always going to come out a little bit distorted, yeah, it's.
0: That's so good, I, I love, I love that, you, I I feel like you nailed that one, (laughs) That's it. and I love what you said about how the muse is always outside of ourselves. Um but it like, feels like
1: that. Yeah. No,
0: it's yeah, but it's But like, it,
1: I I don't think it is because otherwise and it
0: would just wouldn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't. So like how can you find inspiration? Do you find it in the mountains? Do you find it in the forest or at the movie theater? Like whatever. But it's like anything that ignites something that like gives you like a, a physical reaction, like um, I think of, like, being inspired, being teary, be, being excited, being, like, even being triggered is, like, that's a physical reaction, and mm-hmm. it's, it's something that's within yourself, um, being right. it's like, so I'm, raw
1: like, and real, like, you can't deny it, frankly, and I, I'm, I'm coming from a person who's very likely to deny that rawness. I'm trying to, it's just easier when you go with it, It doesn't seem like it would be. It's just, it's, I hate to be like it, but it, like, takes less time. Like, I'll, uh, instead of spending a whole day agonizing over something, it's, like, just so much nicer when you just handle it in, like, 30 minutes or an hour. And not that it has to be a time constraint, but it, you start to realize that, and it's, and you like yourself more after.
0: (laughs) No, I love that you used the word ease a couple times, too. That is, like, like it's easy. Like that's, that's one of my husband's mantras is like, it's just so easy. And like allowing yourself to feel ease when there's like a lot of resistance coming up and when things get to be easy and you do what comes naturally to you, like it feels like butter. Like just being your own muse is like butter. It's easy. It's easy to inspire myself. It's easy to source inspiration from within.
1: (laughs) My therapist would be like, no, it can be like that. And I'll be like, no everything's hard and terrible and sucks all the time and I can't figure it out and there's nowhere to go and he's like but that's not true and it's just you know you hear it said and you're like oh my god it's not true
0: there's other things I love that I love that yeah it it gets to be like I think I think I had a coach once who told me like I I was like oh my god I had this breakthrough and it was so easy I didn't even have to do anything I just had to be myself and show up and she was like yeah (laughs) it gets to be (laughs) it gets, it's so easy. I love that. I love this whole conversation was just juicy AF. Um, and your perspective is just so good. And I I love that you did show up as yourself in this, in this interview. I'm definitely
1: better than I was some months ago. So anyone who's like, wow, this is such an inspiration. It's like, it, it wasn't. And it, it, and I didn't design this. It just, yeah you just gotta so let design it happen this.
0: i love that like you you went through the shadow like you went through the, the shitty part and you're still going through it but yeah, allowing all like, are, right <laughs> allowing your st- yeah allowing your story to like transmute is all that i want for anybody is all that, allowing your story allowing your mess to be your message you know like <laughs> um, nice yeah yeah thanks i didn't come up with that <laughs> um, <laughs> Cool. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. Um, any details on like how we can follow you and like further information I'm going to include in the show notes, um, and how you can get to know Sarah. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me. Um, be sure that you are following us at be your own muse, the podcast on Instagram and subscribe, leave a review. I love hearing your reviews. Anybody who you want to see interviewed, please let me know. it's easy do it yeah I I feel like this was easy I feel like this was like I don't know I had never interviewed a guest before so I was like but then I'm like no just be a person and have a conversation so it's that easy yeah cool cool all right well love it thank you so much
1: yes thank you